Hello, everybody. Kyle here. Welcome back to a new episode of the Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. I am joined here with my co-host Stark today. Stark, are you ready to talk about the custodians? Yep. This is going to be good. I am way too excited about this off the bat, just so everyone knows. I'm barely sitting in my chair because this to me is the play style I already do with my friends in multiplayer I usually am the guy that is, like, just too obsessive about my empire, and it winds up being very, like, rich and luxurious. And so I kind of custodian the galaxy without custodying the galaxy. And now I will have tools for everyone to follow my will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, where do we begin with this, Stark? This is the opposite of the crisis we talked to people about last week. This is the content that's coming to Stellaris in the Nemesis uh, expansion. Last mm -hmm. week, we talked to people about how they could take Ascension perks and become their very own crisis through a, a sort of mini game system that they've added in. They collect menace by doing bad deeds. Go listen to that episode. It was very, very fun. Uh, this week, we are talking about the reaction to the crisis, because if you are someone that participates in the Galactic community, if you've joined the Galactic Council before, it's an interesting system. I think it had, I say had like already, but I think it had has potential and now they're utilizing that and giving it the potential that I thought it was deserving of. Um, this is now a situation where when you are on the council or when there is a counselor that chooses to make a nomination, they can nominate a fellow counselor themselves to be the custodian of the community. So you now get all these really freaking cool powers until, quote, the crisis has ended. <laughs> the crisis never ends, Stark. That's the joke. You yeah, see, I, I was just say, keep, yeah, you know. This one where you just try to figure out how to keep it going forever. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, what are you thinking already? Tell tell me your thoughts right off the bat. So, I think something I've been, I think I've even said it to you a couple of times that it felt like crisis, like the crisis system become the crisis is half of a system, and mm -hmm. this is the other half. But the more I think about it, the more I look at it, it's like, no, this is actually, like, in spite of not carrying the name, this is the tentpole system for this expansion. It's just hard to sell on the, oh, yeah, no, be the custodian. It sounds like, oh, yeah, be the galaxy's janitor. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this is actually the thing. This is, you know, because we get crises at the end of every game. And this responds, like, unless there's something really weird with scripting, this is going to respond to any crisis. It's like you have the scourge, you have the uh, the AIs, you have the, the oh god, the shroud coming through and eating everybody. Like this is going to be in contrast to that, mm -hmm. so and continue. this really feels like this is the fleshed out system. And like here, we're hanging everything on this. I would one hundred percent agree with you. The crisis system we said. I, I, TLDR, we said it's very cool, but I can't see myself replaying it a million times. This system, again, I think is going to be the one that use absolutely is going to get totally used so what we got going on here this is very similar if you're a star wars buff or if you're not you might want to really buff up on it because this is really a star wars expansion it seems uh, at <laughs> least this part of it because this is basically emperor palpatine or chancellor palpatine's rise to power if you will i mean there's memes about it all over the forums that's what everyone's equating this to because this is one of those um, diplomatic coup style things where you are taking over until the crisis ends and JK, it doesn't end because you then have the ability to 
you could give it up, but you're not. Let's face it. You're going to click the option that says, you know, retain power longer. And uh, it, it is a big system. So we're going to try and handle this in chunks. But again, back to the statement, you can get elected up there by pushing in a nomination. It's got to be someone on the council that does the nominating. This is going to be way more likely to happen in a game or I'm sorry, the AI is way more likely to vote for a custodian when there is a game that has a crisis ongoing. And it says here it can actually be the Marauder crisis, Stark. So that means it could be the con then, uh, yep. comma, endgame crisis, comma, become the crisis, or mm -hmm. any of the other things uh, that can happen. So they specifically are saying mid-game, traditional endgame, new endgame, all of those might make the AI more likely to elect a custodian. So even to 10 minutes ago, Kyle, who was really worried about that, that you know maybe you wouldn't get to be the ruler of the galaxy until the end, you, you can do it in the mid game. Yeah. Also really significant that the uh, they specified the Marauders because those do not proc the, uh, the crisis reaction from other factions, oh. or at least they haven't. So it's like yeah. you'll have, because when you have the crisis, when you have the actual crisis kicking in at the end of the game, Everybody gets disposition bumps and everybody's more willing to work together to deal with this threat because if you don't, it's going to come and wipe us all out. Whereas with the cons and also I think with the gray goo, the chances of that happening are actually much lower. There is no built-in buff to say, okay, everybody needs to work together now. It is something where if you want to form a, an alliance with other players and you know they're not humans, you're, you're dealing with AIs, then it's a lot harder to get that that ball going whereas with this if they're willing to vote for you as a custodian during an elgate mishap or they're willing to vote for you because the con is going nuts that's actually a significant change agreed agreed um i really love this there's some there's a picture here in the in the show or the uh, forum notes that we'll have in the show notes for you can easily click through here uh they had the galactic custodian appointed little pop-up and it is such a coronation sort of deal. It goes on to say that so-and-so has been granted the emergency custodian powers, uh, broadcast an official ceremony across the galaxy. They were appointed custodians of the galactic community. It's such a pomp and circumstance thing. I love it. it which is going to give you the powers of custodianship. In order to be effective in their role, the custodian must gain access to special powers. Uh, the custodian may need to be able to affect which resolutions move to the Senate floor so they have extended powers to be able to influence that more directly. That's a direct quote there. Mm. With that, they can prematurely end sessions. They can do emergency measures. So that's power to send a proposal to the Senate floor, uh, but has much lower cooldown than regular council members. Shared intel. The custodian will gain some intel on all other co community uh, members to know their relative fleet powers and such. Uh, freezing proposals. This one's expensive unless you're doing any sort of mod. Uh, actually, it'll get a little cheaper with something we talk about later, but the custodian can pay 200 influence to freeze a resolution for four years, making it impossible for the resolution to move to the Senate floor for that duration. So that's really neat. I, uh, I'm digging these, Stark. Any, any more power they can give us is great because I felt like that system was power less before it's cool stuff um hilariously prematurely like when i first saw the title before i actually read the description of it prematurely in session i'm like does this let you just terminate the game and roll the dice for who won it's like no it's, oh it immediately pop the vote on yes. something so something's on the table 
something's being voted on and then you know prematurely end the session is just like nope we're done where the votes are at right now we're done take that and, and, and go so it's God. yeah it, it's following some <laughs> yeah I know. yeah stop uh, whatever you know how that goes uh, I don't think, yeah i don't think that's gonna have as much effect on in ai gameplay as it will with actual human players though simply because if something's already on the floor the ai is going to immediately vote for it unless there's some staggering in time with that that i've never noticed before there is i can confirm there is a lot of staggering in time it, it may also depend uh, on the difficulty levels you're playing but if you start to really watch this council and i've done this because i'm a weird person in this way but they do vote in patterns almost trying to mirror some sort of real life response because okay. what i see a lot of the time is they vote in chunks. So you're right. They're going to immediately decide, but a couple of them will usually waver. But they, this is all down to their personal uh, like the AI influences, right? Like if they're authoritarian, that's going to decide how they vote in a certain way. So you're going to get those divides, but they will then also follow people that they have good and bad relations with. If If someone with a lot of power backs off, it could change it up. So I have seen what looked like a win vote if I could have called it in the first, you know, 15 minutes of it being up turn into a lose vote when it's lasted 30 minutes IRL or something like that. The other thing about the influence gain, and this is maybe jumping ahead a little bit, mm -hmm. there's some resolutions specifically tied to this. And at least one of them just straight up increases your influence gain. That's the one I was thinking of. And you brought it up in the perfect time here because that's the next thing on their list is the, uh, the, the custodial resolutions and um, some of these resolutions are thing like galactic mobilization, 150 uh, naval capacity increase. Uh, which is the one you saw? Is it like plus five or six to influence gain? No, it's there's one that's plus one to influence gain. Oh, I'm um, thinking ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> you're thinking of the one that offers trade defense. Oh, maybe. Yeah, the plus five is, is trade defense. I think I'm thinking of something else. Okay, good. If Stark doesn't know, then it'll be all the more exciting for later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of the trade defense one. That's right. But no, that's a good one. There is a, there, let's see, there's an introduce a galactic standard. That's a monthly influence plus one, but you take a 2% hit on your credits. That's fine. That is fine. The I can energy credits that. are way less important than influence game. I agree. The term limit of the current custodian is extended by 30 years. We can extend custodian perk there. Uh, you can end yep. there and uh, prematurely. And then oh. remove term limit. Yeah, there you go. Remove custodian term limit. 200 influence. The current custodian will continue in perpetuity. Yep. Here we go. It says the current custodians have proven themselves irreplaceable guardians of the community. Their stalwart service to the galaxy must be allowed to continue indefinitely. I'll give them credit here. Like uh, in, in reading the text that we've got so far, they actually do a fantastic job of walking a very fine line between this is menacing or this is fine. Yes. Like it's that's. A lot harder than it sounds. It is. A, could, yeah. It would be really easy to just be cartoonishly evil. It's like, oh, yes, I am the Senate. <sighs> and, you know, like, okay, well, that's great, guys. But we know you're the bad guys. Whereas it, you can actually read this as, no, 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 we, we're actually doing this for you guys. We're not We're not here for power. We're not here to, to consolidate all this power for ourselves to abuse you. We're actually decent people. 
Like, that's possible out the possible read for all of us. I love that that they managed to thread that. I would very much agree there because I mean that's one of the ideas too. Like if we as Earth enter the galactic scene and there happen to be other alien civilizations that have had space travel, you know, and they're doing their thing. Uh, we're definitely not going to lead that pack. We're probably going to fall in line as, you know, a new spacefaring race. So if you're thinking about it, RP-wise and everything, there really are empires that don't make it, right? The AI will back themselves into a wall. And yeah, they're not totally like, they're not worthy of being steamrolled because maybe they're really like free traders on your border and you actually enjoy them. Uh, now you can custodian them in a more appropriate way that is going to give you those crazy executive powers. One of the next things being the Galactic Defense Force, which sounds yeah. so cool. If you are a player that has access to Federations, you may remember the Federation fleets that are in there. I don't personally use those myself. Maybe I should be. But this one sounds more like something up my alley because instead of it being dependent on Federation members... Uh, it says, quote, in order to protect the galaxy from threats from within and beyond, the custodian is able to construct ships for a galactic defense force. The GDF is very similar to a Federation fleet in the way it works, with the exception that is under the control of the current custodian. Should there cease to be a custodian, the GDF will become an independent entity until the new custodian is established. What? <laughs> what? Oh, it's the Rangers. Just going to like sit around there. Is it going to become, wow. like, intelligent to the extent that it just sits or it patrol? Or... I wonder, yeah, I would suspect that they would actually have them patrolling around the galaxy. Hmm. I, I, didn't realize, I read that and then I didn't think about it. Because it was something funny. Like, you're hmm. like, this is Star Wars. I'm sitting here going, this is Babylon 5. Like, the, the GDF is basically sure. a ranger uh, where they're being sent out to, to police the galaxy. It's like, oh, hey, that's actually pretty cool. I like that. It's very neat. And in it, we see a new ship set noted here. Um, so definitely take a look at that if you get the chance. Not exactly my, I won't be using this one per se, but that's okay. Not every ship type is for me. This one has a very, uh, like the, the, the hull colors, like a Cardassian cruiser theme from Star Trek almost. It's got that like brownish with orangey yellow accent lights. Well, that's the Corvette. When you're looking down at like the cruiser design, that's got a lot more blue on it. Actually, kind of reminds me of the um, Aegis armor, or the Aegis shields from Star Trek Online. For what it's worth, Sorry, though, I, 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 not to discount that, but I will say, look how different the colors are. I just noticed this now mm -hmm. between the side images and the main. Like, yeah. that Corvette does not look like the one we're seeing. So I don't know if that will be blue in the end, because I see blue in the other one, and there isn't. That's true. I'm also seeing yellow that's not there. Same. I wonder... Hmm. I wonder if it's just straight up that it's got varying color schemes based on your empire colors. Oh, that could be. Also, I do wonder, they, they do look like they have some strange lighting thing going on on those models on the side. Like where, where we see that yellow up at the top looks more like a lens flary reflection almost. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, some of it does. Yeah, it could, this, quite possibly the art on the side is placeholder still. Mm -hmm. Oh, very true. Very true. So. Yeah, that we could actually, we're looking at the, the freaking vector lines and going, oh, hey, that looks cool. And it's yeah. like, no, it's not going to be like that at all. So you guys want to so talk about cool things, right? Because that's what we do here. <laughs> well, this is not mentioned in here, um, but, but, but we're going to 
talk about this last note from the, their notes. It says, a galaxy on fire. After you've gloriously hammered the crisis into obscurity, your service as custodian is no longer needed, and the powers that came with responsibility could be returned. Maybe it was a really tough fight. A war the galaxy is sure to remember. And maybe you need to ask the galactic community for more powers in order to win against the crisis. Powers that you may not want to give up so easily. And that is where their notes end. Uh, but thanks to A-Spec over on YouTube, we saw a lot more details, including the creation of the Galactic Imperium. So again, I, I say Star Wars because this to me very much feels it, especially visually. Uh, I literally wrote in the notes that I was dying while writing this. I was having way too much fun watching out or watching this and freaking out. Uh, so the galactic community itself will transform into the galactic imperium, completely changing the system to an actually large degree. Um, everyone in the galactic community will be forced to leave their federations with some really cute quest uh, or some lore text about like, no longer are these obscure bureaucracies needed when we have the right, you know, emperor to follow, <laughs> you know, get out of your <laughs> micro groups. Uh, yeah, there's going to be uh, more 200 influence stuff. The custodian reforms drop down menu. I, I wrote up in the notes. Basically, you're going to become the empire or the emperor. Uh, it'll change the civics of that government. It's going to change your government to an imperial type is what A-Spec said. Uh, an imperial core is created in the empire. Uh, write something like without you, it could very well all fall apart with some neat text. You get yeah, a cool... that could actually be a really interesting scenario where you've got, if you have an empire form and then that player is eliminated, yeah. the entire empire starts to fragment apart. That could be very interesting to watch happen. I want to say he may have talked about this too. Like, I remember someone, oh, I, I, I could be wrong. Warning. So one of the meters that you will be watching is keeping everyone in line, right? Because you're this authoritarian now emperor. And you're rolling over all of these other civilizations that are now part of you. You don't want them to rebel. They will rebel. And if they rebel and you do not reconquer them, they, I believe, will form a rebel state then outside of your borders, you know. And then mm -hmm. one of the cool things they spec mention is that there is a crusade feature where you could actually tell your people to go on an Imperial Star Crusade. I don't know if that could be to reconquer those people. I don't see why not. Uh, but with this massive fleet, with this massive empire, you're going to get a cool throne room background behind your, your image, and you're going to get a really nice little red icon thing that follows your logo around wherever you see that on the screen, showing that you are the emperor. So keeping in mind that I don't actually play Crusader Kings much, I played Same. three for a couple hours, so I'm not really versed in the systems. Um, Crusades are a mechanic in the Crusader Kings series where you designate a system, or well, you designate a city, not a system, but you designate a city, and then other nations that are associated, other players that are associated with your religion will then uh, seek to conquer that city and you can also seek to conquer it. And I think there's bonuses like if you do it within a certain number of turns. So you gotta mm -hmm. you set it there, you're like, okay, I need that. I need to have a time limit. I need to get there and take it. Uh, with bonuses for like how far away it is from your territory. And I kind of wonder if the Imperial Crusades aren't a similar situation where it's like you are still operating as a single player in the middle of this empire of yours. 
but the other portions of the empire are still going to be operating somewhat autonomously. And when you declare a crusade, you're actually directing the swarm of AI players to attack that target. I do believe that is what you will be doing here. Yes. Yeah. You are going to be directing them. Now, I don't have a note to this, but I'm going to do this before I forget because I just don't want to leave it out. Uh, when you become the Emperor Stark, you do get, I believe it is the plus six influence to your mm. thing. You, okay. You're you yeah, going to get a lot more civic slot is what he said. So I, I think you wind up with like six or so civic slots. Like this mm. is a big deal. You are this isn't, Yeah, this not, isn't Star this is 40k. And like, that's another one it absolutely dips into for yeah. sure. Yeah, because the Crusades is like, that's definitely a 40k terminology. As much as it's a real historical thing. Like that's, but yeah, this is, this is exciting. It's the beauty of uh, Stellaris, right? It, it hits on all of our, our play fantasy styles. This one, I absolutely can see the joy in doing this in the multiplayers that we do. So we've maybe talked about this in that first intro episode, but I'll often be around with two other friends. We'll get in there. We usually jump into a federation early on. We might try and get some other AIs in there. That's kind of fun in an RP way. Like, hey, we brought them on. They're like-minded. But it can cause diplomatic troubles when they start dorking around aimlessly on the side. This system allows us to go from, hey, we just have our own little federation that we control to renounce the federations we're all part of this big thing the ai is forced to hand in uh to these fleets we can force them on crusades i don't have any i mean i actually don't really remember what all details you can go into with those policies but i imagine that when you are the super emperor you can do quite a bit in uh yeah getting people in line to support your galactic domination <laughs> i mean saving the galaxy i personally like to save the galaxy yeah but yeah, this is really cool. It is. Uh, I have one question, though, like you did in the last one. Some one of the ones I'm wondering, what what's it going to do to the state of the game? So federations, I mentioned this a second is, ago. Yeah, this is going to distort state of the game a little bit. Yeah. What's going to um, happen with those? Like federations feel like they're just pushed into a weird spot or like this. Uh, this expansion definitely one up them. And that's not to say that they're bad. I'm just saying it feels like they're they're time and the light has come to kind of an unceremonious close they're getting shoved in the corner a bit it depends on how easy it is to proc these like that's actually the big thing like because one thing we don't know right now is how easy it's going to get be be to get somebody nominated mm -hmm. and how easy it's going to be to ensure that you're actually controlling it because if votes are weighted against determine uh, identifying somebody as the custodian Right. Like the assumption of just like votes are standard where it's like one vote, one vote, whatever. But if they're specifically weighted against nominating a custodian and appointing one outside of the during a crisis and votes are heavily weighted against allowing you to just sort of continue as the the concern, uh, the kind of ugh, keep saying this wrong, the custodian in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. then it's possible this could be a very tricky system to get going. Like it's very specifically a crisis system and outside of the crisis, you will have to work very hard to get this to proc at all. Mm -hmm. In which case federations would still have a, a real place. The other thing is if you are, there's a, a real sort of um, my way or the highway scenario here, where if people choose to go the highway, you actually damage the galactic community in the process, right? Because if you start to consolidate, like, that's actually the Star Wars line, too, yeah, isn't let it? Me, like the more you tighten your grip. Yeah, let me hear it. What's yeah. this? Tell, tell us what you're thinking. I like this. Because if you say, okay, you know, you've, you have to follow me now, especially when you turn Empire. Yeah. 
people are going to leave the community. Like people are just going to straight up leave the galactic community and you will become a new hostile force in the galaxy yeah. rather than having complete control over it. And yeah, you'd see military alliances formed against you. Like, yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, I think it will, I think it will distort it. I think it will warp the meta, but I think it will create a situation where it's like you have this empire versus these other alliances. Um, Very nicely said. I saw some text in here. Uh, I can't, I I must've been the other, the crisis text, but I'm getting the feeling. Oh no, it is this one. It is our notes for this one. It says this very much captures what we've been trying to do with Nemesis. This whole idea of um, gaining power, not necessarily being able to give it up. After one crisis has been defeated, maybe the next one is just around the corner. And this time it's a diplomatic one. Yeah which really fixes a big part of Stellaris, and this goes for almost just every video game as a whole, which is that after you beat the climax of the game, you're in the end. You're in the you're in the retirement phase. You can ride out your glory, but ultimately it's just going to be you pushing a boulder around up a hill and down it all day. This really tries, I think, to reinvigorate the end game situations. I, I think mm. you're absolutely right. Maybe to your point a second ago, maybe I shouldn't be seeing the death knell of federations. Maybe, in fact, you're right. They could be a powerful stepping stone in a political alliance to secure and consolidate your authority on that council. I would say with the current game system, that's not the case. Now, that's my inclination from just my playthroughs that, like, I don't see those two currently helping each other. But my goodness, if that's accounted for, if if that federation's going to help in a way I'm just not currently seeing, I'm in. Like, that's even all the better. Then I get to keep my federation and improve on that, too. Yep. And also the thought process here where it's like this is something like federations are going to be something that will exist in opposition to this if you try to take control of the galactic community and hold it. It's very interesting because the galactic community, my brain's having a hard time picturing it, but like the galactic community stands as an entity in Stellaris above the law. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it is it is a, a hardwired thing into the system, unlike reality where we choose what systems to endorse. This is a system regardless of, uh, I mean, you don't have to join it, but it's still going to be there. And mm-hmm. I do wonder if AI will consider leaving it and at what degree, how much, you know, like or dislike of you will they need to have uh, to bail and then if so, like, is your job basically to reconquer them and bring them again back into the fold? Are you enjoying listening to these shows on the Revelator Podcast Network? If so, let us know. By leaving reviews and sharing the shows with friends, it's a wonderful way to introduce our show to a whole new audience. And just in case you don't know, we've got four podcasts at the moment, including our Paranormal Chaos and Shadow, Kyle's Communist Book Club, Stellaris Emergency Broadcast for all you gamers, and Kyle's Valheim Bulletin for the gamers that just can't get enough. We got a lot going on, so consider becoming a member at chaosandshadow.com forward slash subscribe, or check out my personal page there at chaosandshadow.com forward slash Kyle. Yeah, that's also possible with the crusade system is also like the, the forcible re, uh, repatriation, I guess, of former members or of other factions that aren't actually part of the empire. My guess is it is. Now, a cool, a cool side for people too. If you're concerned like I am because I love my hive minds, I think they're one of the most fun types to play. They get the shaft a lot of the time. That is not going to be the case here. Hive minds, machine minds, corporations can all be the Galactic Empire. So I I, I will say, Stark, to the point that you just made a minute ago, 
about the difficulty level. If you're playing a machine empire, machine hive mind thing, you're going to suffer. It's probably going to be brutally hard to become the ruler of that galaxy because they don't like you off the uh, off the start with a rather large penalty much more significant than normal hive minds even normal hive minds you do them you take that envoy perk they have as a civic bada bing bada boom it even negates the um the natural dislike they have for you as a hive so you're just off to the races however machine minds that's going to so be a challenge. Yeah. I got my butt kicked on the council uh, only once in my playthroughs. And uh, that was when I was doing machine because I didn't recognize how much they hated me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a thing. Now, uh, as we're getting ready to wrap this episode up, we do want to make sure people are reminded that the Paradox Insider event is taking place on March 13th. That is Saturday. And at 11 a.m. Pacific time, the Paradox Insider will be aired on Twitch. We are going to look at uh, co-streaming, restreaming it. So if you want to hang out with us, if you've been enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to us. If you come by twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal, that link will be in the podcast description for you too. go down there, check it out, get subscribed, get a follow over there. We will live stream as much as we can. Um, Twitch all has all those DMCA issues these days, but we're going to stream what we can of it. And uh, hopefully we're going to get some deep dives on the the Nemesis stuff, maybe a date for it. We'll, we'll see what they all show us. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh-oh, Stark lost Discord audio. Well, you know what, folks? That's going to be fine. We're going to wrap it up here. here. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, Stark's back. We're wrapping up here regardless. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so come by, watch <laughs> us. That's Saturday the 13th, 11 a.m. Pacific. We'll be there. Stark's got Twitter and how to fight right. Go check out those websites. We'll have those below for you in the show notes. All my stuff can be found over at chaosandshadow.com forward slash Kyle. I've got the uh, the Twitch page. We got about four podcasts going on. We got Valheim. We got a paranormal show looking at UFOs and stuff. So if you like this one, you're probably going to like that. Uh, book club going on over there. All kinds of goodies. Get involved with the community and uh, consider becoming a member there. Support out the stuff. Keep us going. Uh, you guys are phenomenal. We cannot thank you for the support and the listenership enough. Come chat with us. Be safe, everyone. Talk to you very soon with more updates after the Paradox Insider. Bye-bye. Take care.